Lean forward slightly. Look straight at the speaker. And listen with a sparkle in your eye. As though you might be thinking, gee, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in all my life. Live from Hollywood, California, this is So I Married a Movie Geek. Hello, man. Welcome to So I Married a Movie Geek. What a great start. Hola, ese. Me llamo Chrissy McQueen. Te llamas Justin Winters. Hola. Donde esta el baño? That's it. That's the extent of my cholo Spanish. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Okay. What? That was great. Oh, Justin. I say that because we saw some gangster movies this week, the latter of which is rather famous for saying things like, Say hello to my little friend and mine. Yes, it's, it's famous for Mang. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Hello, Al Pacino, Scarface, Mang. Was that, was that your Scarface impression at the top? I hope not. <laughs> We'll have to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to the podcast, you guys. We decided to go a little bit gangster this week, like we mentioned. Scarface and... Our first movie. <laughs> What's the name of the first movie? See. Goodfellas? Yes. I don't know why I thought that in my head. I thought that was wrong. I was like, I know what it's about, but in my head that sounds wrong. It doesn't sound like it should be called Goodfellas. You literally asked me five seconds before. We I know, started. but it just sounded wrong in my head. Yeah, it's one. It's one word. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. <laughs> That's how you just said it. Goodfellas. Goodfellas. So yes, we watched Goodfellas and Scarface. We did. Which you had never seen before. And I have to say. Pleasantly surprised. Party of one. For real? For real. Awesome. It's good to be a gangster. It's good to know. Yes. What's the song lyric, really, though? What? Damn, it's hot out here for a gangster. Or is that a pimp? <laughs> I know a lot about my thuggery, clearly. Yeah, when... What the hell? He hears the pitter-patter of little feet. And by little feet, he means our dog. No, we have a another dog that we're dog-sitting. What's <laughs> Would you just light somewhere, dog? It's my mommy's dog. Anyway. Pitter-patter, pitter-patter. She's on the podcast now. So... We're very professional here. I had reservations about picking both these movies. Why? Because they're both over 90 minutes long. <laughs> I'm five years old, and that if it's not ballerina Cinderella, I'm gonna like fall asleep. Well, if it's two hours and forty five minutes of ballerina Cinderella, it's a good, yeah, you probably will. I stayed awake for both movies. I know, but I don't know if you. I, oh, I, don't let the dog bother you. Go I, ahead. I thought you weren't gonna make it through Goodfellas because you were groaning. I had a moment where I I also was not sure I was gonna make it through Goodfellas. Which which is weird because I think it it moves really fast do you think it's better than scarface um i think it's better okay it's my it's 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 i mean goodfellas is one of my favorite movies of all time like in the top 10 in the top 10 of all of your favorite movies like forever and ever yes what i just shake my flip chart just to make sure so it's right up there with like back to the future and goonies yes and then all of a sudden there's would goodfellas? you sit down Jesus. Justin is obsessed with the dog. He can't even, like, look at me or the microphone because he just keeps looking around it's, trying to find where the dog is coming I'm from. Throw... Don't... Choose your words nicely. I'll throw the dog out, man. All right, keep going. So, yes, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. came out in 1990. I was 10 years old. Yes. I hadn't seen a lot of gangster movies, mafia movies. You, whatever. at 10, had not seen very many? I find that hard to believe. It's true. Because you're the type of kid who's like, I want to watch Scarface at the ripe old age of, like, five. I did not do that. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, man. Uh, Goodfellas is the best, you know, 
mafia movie ever. 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 Okay. I have to ask you why that is, because you're giving it, you know, quite a ringing endorsement to say it's because the best mafia movie top ever. top to bottom, everything is excellent. In Better it. than The Godfather? Uh... You said it was the best. I, I I prefer to The Godfather, but it's, I mean, it's like comparing my number 10 movies to my, like, you know... 11. Number 14. Oh, there's a few in between! <laughs> They're not adjacent. But I, I think of, like, Godfather 1 and 2, kind of the same, but, I mean, both of them, or all three of them in this case, are excellent movies. I've just probably seen Goodfellas more than I've seen the Godfather movies myself. Okay. I will say this. Uh, I didn't watch many, if any, Martin Scorsese movies until he started working with Leonardo DiCaprio, like, religiously. Okay. And post-Leo, I saw pretty much all of them. Mm-hmm. So everybody always talks about, you know, oh, you know, he's like this, you know, mafia movie master and this, you know, like Italian juggernaut of a director. Mm-hmm. And now that I, and you're giving me a funny face, but now that I, why are you giving me a funny face? Because I think you're cute. Go ahead. No, you think I'm a poser. <laughs> that's, that's not what I'm thinking, but go ahead. Okay. Anyway. Um... Now that I've gone back in time, so back to the future, so to speak, and seen his earlier stuff, the latter stuff makes more sense to me. It does. Yes. Like a puzzle. You're putting together a puzzle now. It makes sense. Kind of. Why? I think with certain directors or filmmakers, there seems to be an evolution to their work. Mm-hmm. Where if you watch something that they did early on versus what they're doing now... There might be like a few hallmarks of, you know, their style, but it's it's still it's different. I don't think that's really true of Scorsese. I think if you compare um uh Goodfellas with like The Departed, mm-hmm. there's a similar storytelling style and technique and even even just like cinematically the the film filming style of it. Mm-hmm. That's all very similar that not that I'm questioning his evolution as director, but it almost makes me think, like, maybe he, when he arrived on the scene, like, he had already, like, arrived. He didn't really need to evolve. He was just, he was Martin from the beginning. Well, he's been making movies for a while, so. And he, like, works with, like, the same editor and. That, I was going to say, that must have something to do with it, working with the same people. But, I mean, he's, he's done a few, like. Mafia type gangster movies, but he's branched out to other type movies where you're like, man, he's really good. Like Hugo? He's got a big toolbox <laughs> to work from, you know? He's got a lot of uh, Hugo. <laughs> you said something different, so I was like, well, other end of the spectrum. Um, yeah, and he has like Last Temptation of Christ and all stuff like that. I've never even heard of that movie. Huh? Never even heard of that movie. Okay. When was that? <laughs> Was that 80s? It was the 80s. Oh, well, no wonder. Um, <laughs> so, just as a whole, what did you think of Goodfellas? I, again, and this is such a five-year-old observation, but anything that holds my attention longer than 90 minutes, as you mentioned, uh, is a good movie in my book. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that it was based on a true story. And actually, to that extent, I didn't, I didn't even really even know what this was about. I mean, I knew there was a mafia element and, you know, kind of a gangster theme going on, clearly, because, you know, you just, that's a part of our culture vernacular. But I didn't know any of the particulars, none of the characters, none of the actors. I knew nothing. I was a Goodfellas virgin. And I have to say, like I said earlier, pleasantly surprised by the result. The story moved along quickly, with even though it was like a long movie. And yes, I'm not going to lie, there were moments where I was like, oh my God, this is so long. But I don't think it was because of the movie. I think it's because of me. And I'm able to separate that at least. Mm-hmm. So I think that the, the the pacing was good. The script, I'm interested in how they kind of adapted the real life story to the script. Because I don't really know much about this whole history and what happened. I, I mean, I've read the Wikipedia article. But come on, it's Wikipedia, for goodness sake. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very curious... Uh, to hear from somebody who, I don't know if you know, kind of more the real story, like how faithful they were in the adaptation. I think it's pretty faithful. I mean, it's based on a a, a book called Wise Guys. Oh. And the, the guy that wrote it was a reporter who, um, I guess Henry Hill 
told like this whole story to. I don't know if he was in witness pr- protection program when he was telling it to this reporter. But in the movie, like I think all like most of the characters, I think they changed like some names of the characters. Yeah, they did because I noticed a discrepancy in the Wikipedia article. What? I know. I did was you scared, change confused. it instantly? Were you like, what is this Wikipedia? No, but I was like, I think they mean Robert De Niro by that person. That's not what they call them, but okay. I think that's who that must be. Oh, were you, were you reading the book Wikipedia? The book Wikipedia? Yeah, I mean, Wikipedia. I went to wikipedia.com and looked up Henry Hill. Oh, uh, okay. All yeah, right. to find out what was going on. Okay. So yeah, I think names are changed. I did find out the epilogue of what happened to him after. You did. It's true. I did. He got out of witness protection in the 90s. Um, kept getting arrested for drug possession or, you know, having paraphernalia on him. He and his wife divorced a few years after that. He's been on parole. Like, they they basically were like, you keep screwing up, so we're not going to protect you anymore. And then uh, the other two goons died in prison, so he was like, fine. And now he's on Howard Stern all the time. He's a raging alcoholic. Good for him. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out in the end, now didn't it? So, both of these <laughs> movies have um, a few life lessons. Don't do drugs. What... <laughs> Next. <laughs> what, what are the two main lessons uh, from Goodfellas? Don't do drugs. <laughs> Don't sell drugs. And... Don't piss off the mafia. Um, what else do you need to know? <laughs> those are the, I guess, the unsaid <laughs> rules of you watching this movie. But there were two main rules that the actual mafia guy said that you had to adhere to. Oh, well, like, uh, I might be confusing this with Scarface, but I'm about to swear. One time we get one swear, right? Okay, I don't think... Okay, go ahead. Don't fuck me. <laughs> Isn't that one? I already did. You're pregnant. <laughs> We're so sorry, family in the South. I know you thought this was an immaculate conception. That sounded like Mario. <laughs> yeah, what happened there? <laughs> Nicely done. No, the two two lessons um, from Goodfellas <laughs> is never rat on your friends. Oh, yeah, yeah, that. And the second one you have, you would have a hard time with keep your mouth shut. <laughs> so, wait. I, I can't tattletale on my friends and I have to be quiet? Yes. Or you sleep with the fishes, see? <laughs> what? Now you're in film noir. What's going on? Uh, Mario jumped to film noir, everybody. Oh, man. Also, don't do drugs and don't sell them. Yeah, man. The, that's, that's the main uh, unsaid rule of watching this movie. Once you start getting into drugs, you get... That's when it all goes downhill. You get lazy and... It's like, at least when it was the 50s mob, it was like, hey, we're going to off this guy, see? And we're going to be in film the law with the cigar, see? No. I guess, guess once Coke came into play... Yeah, I mean, this, it was all over. This is a multi-decade story, but once the 80s came to play, it was like, okay. And and perfect tie into Scarface, because the same thing. It's like, once you start getting into the coca, it's all over. You could probably kind of, like, fly under the radar being mafioso if it weren't for the Coke. Mm-hmm. And then the Coke ruined the person in question. Every time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Crack is whack. Um, Aw. Rest in peace, Whitney. So, are there certain performances that stood out from you? I don't know that I've ever seen Ray Liotta in anything. Really? Yeah. What? what well, we play this game a lot, but what has he been in? <sighs> You're like a human internet movie database, so that's why I ask you. What? If you can't remember, that's cool, but usually you know. I'm trying to think of something you might have seen. Exactly. Like he only saw parts of Field of Dreams. He was in Field of Dreams. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, He was really good in this movie that came out before Goodfellas called Something Wild with Melanie Griffith. Okay. Fish Pout? Fish Pout. This is pre-Fish Pout with oh. her. This is when she was actually cute. I'm not even sure that I know what she looks like pre-Fish Pout. 
we might have to go back in time. Oh. Um, but yeah, he's really good in this. Like uh, he's excellent. Like De Niro, you're like, okay, he's De Niro. He's he's solid. He's good no matter what. He's good no matter what. He like is he part of the mob because he's so you're so accustomed to him playing that role. You're like, okay. But yeah, Leota was kind of new to the scene when this came out, and you're just like, whoa, this guy is like a live wire of energy. The funny thing is, is uh, if you pull his his Internet Movie Database profile, mm-hmm. he doesn't look that different. Because I was like, what if, what if I know him from? And I, you know, searched Great Leota, and it was like a picture from the movie plus a whole bunch of other similar pictures. And I went, either he's done nothing, and so this page hasn't been updated in 20 years, or he hasn't changed very much. Maybe so. Well, there you go. He hasn't turned to coke and ruined his life yet. Uh, what's the name of, like, the little pipsqueak mafioso guy? Uh, the character or the actor? Both. The guy that played Tommy, uh, Joe Pesci? Joe Pesci. Thank you. I'm like, yeah. Joe Pesci. He's the he's the guy that most people, when you're like, Goodfellas, are like, Joe Pesci. Well, that's why, why I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, what's his name? Because you were asking about performances that stood out. I, I'm kind of you might know him as one. you might know him as the guy from Home Alone. I know him as the guy from My Cousin Vinny. You've seen My Cousin Vinny? Pieces of it. Wow, I love My Cousin Vinny. I know the whole monologue from you from the deer and the his little deer lips down to Drake. <laughs> I just read an article about how My Cousin Vinny is apparently huge in the um, Japan. <laughs> no, Japan. <laughs> no, for like uh, <laughs> lawyers and such, like. If you're a lawyer, that's like one of your favorite movies. You're a lawyer? Yes. Awesome. You practice law. <laughs> you can just say attorney. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> attorney at law. There you go. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I, love, I love watching you, or hearing you say lawyer. You're like lawyer. <laughs> so you like Joe Pesci? I, well, I was going to say I'm torn. You are? Yes. Uh, I do like him. Uh, not so much his character, but his performance in this. Mm-hmm. However... This is another one of my, this is a shade of this person complaint that I frequently give lately anyway on this podcast where it's like, so-and-so is always a shade of Mm so-and-so. Joe Pesci is always a shade of Joe Pesci and it's always mafioso. And it's always like... He wasn't the mafia in Home Alone. He could have been. And it's like he has a Napoleon complex in every single movie. Why? Because he's loud, but he's short? And mafioso. Was Napoleon in the Mafia that I didn't know? <laughs> yes. Okay. He was. No, it's a complex. And so, yeah, it's, I, I, I'm uh, I'm not phrasing it well, but I really am torn because I like him, but this how is this like any different from any other day that ends and why? Well, this is like his finest role. He won an Oscar for this. And then he, oh, oh, so you know what he did? What did he do? He totally became a Cuba Gooding Jr. Did he? Yes. Do you want me to explain how? Um, or do you think you got it? You think that he won an Oscar and then he just started doing stuff for the money and sucky movies? You're halfway there. Uh, Joe Pesci wasn't in Boat Trip. <laughs> True. Actually, yeah, I think Joe Pesci is pretty much partially retired now. Like, he doesn't okay. really do anything. I was going to say, he won this. He's Yeah, he started doing stuff for the money. But. I, I, I like Joe Pesci a little bit more than Cuba but. but, like, it was always shades of the same character, too. Like, hey, they liked me when I did this. So, I'm going to do this again. Well, I have to play the devil's advocate. And that's, you know, 90% of all actors, pretty much. If you're. If you're successful in something if you get lots of accolades money success most people unless you're like George Clooney or Leonardo DiCaprio are not gonna say you know what I'm gonna do something totally different actually maybe (coughs) maybe it's just because I have a predilection for the other type but Every actor that I've ever, like, been gaga over, and they're like that, where they do something, I'm like, I love that, and then they're like, I want to be typecast as that, I'm going to do something totally different now, and they, like, completely go the opposite direction. Or they do, like, one for me, one for them, one for me, one for them, you know? Oh, okay. Big budget. That's like Tom Cruise. Small independent. Huh? Tom Cruise. 
Tom Cruise should do whatever he wants. <laughs> whatever. There will be no defaming Tom Cruise on this podcast. He's, Sponsored by Celebrity Scientology Center. He's awesome. Um, <laughs> I feel like you may pick up Scientology for him. No, I will not. <laughs> I've read a lot about... Because I used to live over there, near there. Like, when I first moved... To, <laughs> you were saying you lived in the center, and I was like, you lived what? If I lived in the center... <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't I know? I wouldn't be here right now, probably. <laughs> um, no, when I first moved to Hollywood, I was like, what is this Scientology thing? Because they'd be everywhere. They're everywhere. They want to give you a stress test. Yeah, I'm like, what is a stress test? This is stupid. So I read up, and I'm like, this is crazy. My God, can you imagine if Henry Hill had to take the stress test? Can you imagine him walking down the streets of Los Angeles and he's like coked out of his mind in a leisure suit? And they're like, hey, you, sir, you look like you could use this stress test. <coughs> Quick, you're in the character of Henry Hill. What do you do? Go. Um, I quickly go to a payphone, and call my wife and be like, is somebody stirring the sauce? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The end of Goodfellas is amazing. Because yes. you're like... I don't know how anyone could watch this movie <laughs> and think, like, hmm, cocaine and amphetamines. That sounds great. <laughs> what a cocktail. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm like, no. This sounds horrible. <laughs> this is terrible. This was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the end of this movie is awesome. The whole infamous, um, um, what do I look like, a clown to you? That's usually the scene that everyone mentions. That that was just pure crazy. I mean, he's crazy a lot in this movie. But what what am I here for your amusement? Am I getting my clown to you? And I was like, what is this man's problem? Apparently, when they shot that, it was something that I guess came up from improv. From I don't know if it was the two of them or Joe Pesci had like a situation where I guess he had got into a conversation like that with an actual mob guy in his past. So he brought it up. And then when they actually shot it, the only, it was like improv between the two of them, but everyone around them didn't know what was going on. So as you watch them, they're all just like, like, Oh my God, what's going on? <laughs> and then, um, Ray Liotta has the strangest laughs throughout this movie. He like laughs, like with his whole face. He's like, <laughs> you look the Joker. <laughs> true okay i have a confession to make what you're in the mafia yeah I if was i was if, at if the I, same time you were in the celebrity center that's, i was in the mafia you're like i want to be lorraine brocco's character in this movie oh lorraine brocco's great um but no i have a confession to make okay in addition to thinking throughout this movie, oh, I kind of see where the Scorsese trajectory was going. It all makes sense now. Ah, puzzle. Mm -hmm. I also had another thought. What? I completely understand where wise girls got their whole thing now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wise girls? Wise girls. Isn't that the movie with Mariah Carey? Yes. Uh <laughs> I specifically avoided that movie. And Mira Sorvino. Good for them. She was... A, I, I have to say, I made people watch it. It's not a bad movie. It's it's not good, fellas, but it's not a bad movie. It's very watchable. Are they in the mafia? I can't tell you who's in the mafia and who's not. <laughs> Don't ruin it for me, please. <laughs> I can't. Oh, man. And then there's the other chick. Um... The the short brunette chick I don't looks care. like my friend Paula. I don't care. Okay. I don't care about wise girls. Anyway, this that movie cold from this movie. Well, it was like Goodfellas light. Every mafia <laughs> or gangster movie after this cold from Goodfellas. Really? Yes. Like this movie should have won Oscar for Best Picture. I think friggin' Dances with Wolves one instead and I was so pissed I never actually saw that movie did he actually dance with a wolf <laughs> that's what the whole movie's about <laughs> it's like three to four hours of dancing with wolves <laughs> there's no Native Americans involved just Kevin Costner a dance floor and a few wolves 
That's where they got dance, da- Dancing with the Stars from, pretty much. <laughs> See? Dancing with Teen Wolves, like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> and I'm going to bet that the wolves were totally nice and they didn't eat anybody, which is why... Well, it took them three to four hours to actually get the steps. That's why it's such a long movie. <laughs> anyway, the point is, Dancing with the Wolves... <laughs> Who talks about that movie a- a- anymore? Nobody remembers it. We do. Goodfellas? Yes. <laughs> Classic. Iconic. Oh, man. Great. My favorite scene in this whole movie, and it's the one that will make you want to be in the mafia because you're like, this what happens? Is when they go to the Copacabana Club, and they do, he does that long shot of them like going through the back door, going through the kitchen. Oh. He knows everyone. Yeah, shakes yeah, yeah. their hand. Everything's free. Everything's free. What's up? And then he gets upstairs and they like bring out the table and like put it in the front row. And I'm just like, I would date Henry Hill if that happened. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Hey, Henry, your date's really tall. <laughs> Could you see yourself being a mob wife like Lorraine Bracco in this movie? Where it's um, like, like you can't have outside friends. You pretty much have to. Here's the deal. I couldn't see myself allowing it to get to that point. Like, I could see myself spending the money. No, no, no. Um, I really think this is the bottom line for me. I wouldn't... I'm more of a wise girl myself. <laughs> I am. It's true. Um, I I couldn't let it get to that point. Like, I would have I would have stopped seeing the guy early on before it ever got to the point of, like, possible marriage. If for how... I don't know, whatever. I was brainwashed. I was Scientology washed. I was, you know, out of it and woke up one day and was in a mafia marriage where at that point, like, I would be smart enough to realize there's really no getting out of this. So I better make the most of it. And I would make the most of it. Well, guess what? What? Have I been sleeping for seven years? Was I in the Scientology program? The I better make the most of it. <laughs> oh man! Dance yeah. with wolf. Dance with wolf. <laughs> that was a happy dance you did. I I was thinking more of like it was like a slow dance or like a waltz <laughs> with the wolf. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of different dances in the movie. <laughs> that took three or four hours to teach them the steps. It's not dance with wolves. <laughs> Dances with wolves. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this took a turn for this, but I'm so glad it did. I don't know. If I was in the mafia, I'd hope I would um, take a break from, you know, murdering another guy to stop by and say hello to my mother and have some food. <laughs> so how do you mother for me? Here, that's a fun question. Secretly, Mark Wahlberg, mm-hmm. not in this movie. But secretly, mafioso or not mafioso? Who? Choose Mark Wahlberg. Is he in the mafia? What? what you, I don't understand the question. I'm, <laughs> I'm asking if he has mafia ties. Oh, no. He's just a bad dude. <laughs> He'll beat you, know? you up. Huh? How do you know? How do I know? Yeah. I feel like he might be a little bit mafioso. I've heard dinks. I've heard dinks. You've heard tings? That's what De Niro says in this movie a lot. Oh. Like like the ting tings? I've heard dinks. Yes. That's not my name. (laughs) That's not my name. Um. But seriously. Because, you know, he's kind of like, I'm a badass. No, I'm really nice. No, I'll kill you. No, say hi to your mother for me. He used to be an underwear model. (laughs) (laughs) He might be in the mafia. (laughs) I don't think so. The underwear mafia. The Calvin Klein mafia. (laughs) I love that he just gets pissed when people call Marky Mark. I know. Anyway. So wait, did you ever say your favorite? What's your favorite scene in the movie? Uh, I wouldn't say... You're like, I can't remember. No, I can. I would say so much that it it was a scene as much as it was a sequence. Mm Mm-hmm. Just the whole unraveling of Henry Hill when he is trying to move... um, He's trying to stir the sauce. Yeah, exactly. No, he's trying to move his stuff and he's like, keeps calling home and keeps reminding his 
poor like handicapped brother to stir the sauce and like the helicopter the helicopter is there and and he like tells people that the helicopter is there and it's clear he's losing his mind and then he goes home and and i love that he narrates the whole thing and he's like and then i got home and then i made dinner and then i stirred the sauce like and you think that's gonna be the end of it and then of course everything blows up but for a second you're like wait a minute after all that the helicopter goes away and you're just gonna like go home and cook dinner and that's it I don't know, I just enjoyed that kind of whole sequence until guys the shit got, hit the fan. Guys gotta eat. Apparently. <laughs> Can't have something without sauce. And it has to be stirred. Also, one of the best soundtracks of any movie of all time. Really? Yeah. Why? Whoa. I can't remember a single thing about its soundtrack that made me think, that. What? Yeah, I can't. It's got a lot of Rolling Stones, Derek of the Dominoes, like old school Motown... I think I remember a couple of some Motown songs being in it. Don't remember what they were. I just remember them being in it. <coughs> oh, you poor coffee, Mick. Cough, cough. I'm sick, guys. No, it's not okay. I just got a cough. We have cough drops. Cool. Okay. So wait, what would you give Goodfellas? I mean, honestly, we're going to have to discredit this podcast if I give it anything less than an A, A minus. What does that mean you're giving it? Like a 93. A 93? Yeah. Where it's, like, right in the middle, where you could theoretically round it up to an A, but if you're, like, a hard grader, you could say it's an A minus 93. Okay. And you, sir? Well, it's one of my top ten favorites of all time. So, you give it a B? <laughs> yes. C plus. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. A plus plus. Plus. A plus 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 plus. What's that from? Christmas Story. Good job. Okay, on to a Scarface. Scarface, man. I enjoyed this so much more than I ever thought I would. Ever. It's a great movie. I really, really, really thought it was like a gangsta shoot 'em up movie. Blood, blood, blood. Gun, guns, guns. Maybe some drugs. That's really what I thought. I All I knew about it was the say hello to my little friend line. And then I knew that there was like a mountain of coke surrounding him when he said it. And so I was like, at one point, this is going to take a turn for a Coke Mountain and a lot of shooting. But I kind of, I think, thought that that was going to be the whole movie, which it clearly wasn't. Or I thought that it was going to get to that much sooner. Like, there was actually quite a long trajectory of events leading up to the craziness that ensued towards the end. Yes. Spans a amount of time in his life. Tony Montana. Tony Montana. Mm-hmm. By the way, and I said this while we were watching, I'm like, every <coughs> time somebody says his name, I think of the Princess Bride. Anigo Montoya? Yes. Say the names together. Tony Montana, Anigo Montoya. Okay. Now say them with an accent. You say it with your Tony Montana accent that you were doing <laughs> earlier. Hey, man. His name is Tony Montana. No? I tried. Okay, moving on. This movie is huge. In Japan? In the hip-hop community. <laughs> Wait, why is it huge in the hip-hop community? And how do you know that? Well, <laughs> I actually listened to a bit of the hip the hip, 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 hop. The hip, 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 hop? I'm so proud of you. Was that we, while you were in the Mafia or while you were in the Scientology Center? That's when I was dancing with wolves. <laughs> um, no, no, like, yeah, freaking, uh, I mean, there's there's a rapper named Scarface. There's dozens of dozens of songs that reference Scarface. They, um, they, uh, they like the story of a guy that goes from, from nothing. nothing and ends up dead in a pool. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's... After doing a, a huge amount of coke. When I think, what do I want to do with my life? That's what I think. By the way, I just realized you have a little scar on your face. Does that make you Scarface? I don't know, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That was so much worse than any rendition I have done of that accent. <laughs> Our poor friend Jordan is listening to this right now with his head in his hands. I don't do a good accent. So... <laughs> What are the two lessons from Scarface? Don't do copious amounts of cocaine. <laughs> Never underestimate <laughs> another man's greed. 
Yes. And don't get high on your own supply. I was going to... Dustin. What? That was my next one. I thought you were going to give me the superficial observations and you got to have like the well-graded term paper ones. What? Yeah, where like it's like critical thinking and you have to actually think beneath the surface of don't do drugs. But aren't you glad that um, if you're at work and someone's talking about Scarface now, you can be like, I saw Scarface. Nobody's talking about this movie at work. It was amazing. (laughs) And then you could pull out your Scarface impression. By the way... I really wish I were still working at my gym so that this could happen. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of F-bombs in this movie. (laughs) So that, like... I think this movie has, like... It's, like, up there, top five, the most F-bombs in a movie ever. That's probably true. Actually, both of these movies have a lot of F-bombs. You know what? I learned... (laughs) Oh, no. ...how to curse from both of these movies. By the way, this movie is rated R. You know what is also rated R? The bullying movie out right now. Sorry. Just thought I'd throw that out there. They're on the same level. Anyway. Thanks, MPAA. <clears throat> yeah, so I really wish I were still working at my gym so I could be like, hey, guess what? I've seen Scarface, so we can totally talk about it now. <laughs> Come on, kids. Baby poops in his diaper. <laughs> Doesn't understand the thing you're saying. Hi, hi, how do you do? Welcome to Say Hello to My Little Friend. The world is yours, baby. Oh, yeah, he had that. Like, it was um, written on, was it a sculpture or? Yeah. Because he had that, was it the scene where he kills uh, Robert Robert Loja? Oh, Robert Loja. Loja. I like Loja in general. What do you like Loja in? Independence Day. (laughs) Cool. He was good in Independence Day. Yeah, he was awesome. He he also was in a movie that you saw last year for the first time. Big. I also liked him in Big. Yes, and he was in this. See, I like Robert Loja. (laughs) Thanks for the assist. I know one thing you didn't like in in uh, Scarface, oh. and I wholeheartedly agree with you. Remind me, Michelle Pfeiffer's dancing skills. Oh, Michelle Pfeiffer at the Babylon Club. She's on fire. Justin, you look like you're dancing with the wolf right now. She's on fire. <laughs> you fully do. You might be punching the wolf, dude. <laughs> the wolves are a better dancer than. <laughs> Than Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie. She cannot dance. But you know what also I thought? I was like, this is like B-M-P-C-A. What the fudge is that? Before Michelle Pfeiffer could act. Oh. She's young. She couldn't act to save her life. She couldn't act her way out of her paper bag. Not that this role required, I guess, that much of her. She had to spend every ounce of energy she had just... Staying upright so she didn't have any meat on her bones. That was the other thing. I was like, since since when was she anorexic? I mean, she's a thin girl, clearly, thin lady, but... You look like a cadaver, man. (laughs) 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 Oh, sorry, Jordan. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, 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 so thin with the concave chest. As a former flatty, I can say, I feel for you. But then don't wear a dress that, or dresses that are cut that way where it's like pancake breasts. And she wore the entire movie. I was like, who do I blame? Her? The costume designer? I don't know. But it's very unfortunate and it's bothering me. As a guy, I didn't really mind. Really? You didn't mind that there was like... heterosexual guy. (laughs) Well, hold on. Wait a minute. Like, that there was, like, two feet of cavernous space between where her boobs should be, and then there was, like, pancake batter. Pancake batter? Yeah. Like, the pancakes haven't quite risen, but they're not, like, totally just, like, absent. It's just, like, somebody spooned some pancake batter there and was like, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't thinking about pancake batter at all. <laughs> Well, then you weren't paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... Pancake batter. <laughs> All the guys making pancake batter when they're watching her in this movie. Gross. <laughs> pancake batter! <laughs> I don't think I can eat pancakes, though. <laughs> but seriously, there was nothing redeeming about her character. I'm not even sure why she had to be in it, to be honest with you. I couldn't say that Michelle Pfeiffer was a great actress. I couldn't say, like, oh, well, like... Easy on the eyes, good to look at, because she was so skinny and couldn't dance. 
And then there was the whole fact that she had no character development whatsoever and basically was just, like, upset all the time and then occasionally did coke and then called Tony out on his shit at the end. Like, that was it. That was her whole characterization. It's true. You're welcome. She was just... You are the weakest link. Scenery. Goodbye. Scenery, scenery, scenery. She was totally the weakest link. Um... You had a fun fact during this movie. I did? You did. What? You were like, hey, Chrissy. Yeah? That, the guy, you know, his friend in the movie? Uh-huh. He was totally the cop and Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> Dude, we talked about this when we watched Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> <laughs> For people who hasn't listened to that great... <laughs> Masterpiece podcast. Masterpiece podcast. should have. Um, Rad and Gleaming the Cube. Look it up. <laughs> Stephen Bauer is in this movie. Scarface, obviously, plays. Uh, is it Manny? His his BFF, right hand. Tony Montana's BFF, who has um, a skill with the ladies with his tongue, where he goes. I know you'd be like, like a magnet to him if he pulled that. Out. I said I was like, that's right up there with the guys who go, hey. I can't even do it. What is that? <laughs> Come on. I'm a snake. <laughs> I'm a snake. Flippery snake. Okay. I, I wish... I'm a snake. I wish Jackie and Eric were here right now because they do it really well. But it, the, there's knows something... these people? It doesn't matter. It's, it, it's about guys of a certain origin who like to generally ride in pickup trucks. When they see you, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I'm, I'm not making it up. But they want to hit on you. They go, hey! And then when, like, you turn around, they go, it's like they're trying to make a kissy face, but they're making, like, snake sounds. So it's, but it's, like, short staccato snake sounds. So it's, like, except faster. Can't do it. Clearly. They're peeing in their pants or something. Maybe they are. Maybe they're having pancake batter in their pants. Could be. But I'm like, what part of the, hey, Makes makes them think that I'm like gonna go over there. Really? Anyway. So the whole tongue thing, exactly the same. So I see Stephen Bauer, is it Bauer, Bauer, um, at one of those shows where they sign autographs and it's kind of sad and stuff. And uh, I wanted to go talk to him, but I was scared to. And um, <laughs> most people like talk to him about Scarface and all. I was just gonna say. But I'm like, no, I want to talk about gleaming the cube. <laughs> I was You're like, you would totally go up there and not talk about Scarface. And then our friend Gray was talking about how she saw or like met him or something. And I was like, did you talk about gleaming the cube? Oh my God, you're obsessed. Although, man, I, yes. I feel like his character, you know, an untimely demise. Oh, extraordinarily untimely. <clears throat> like, I know he's your BFF. I know you said to him once... Stay away from my sister. But you didn't say, stay away from my sister, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that caveat should have been given. He left that part out. He totally did. And so... It wasn't just like, you know, stay away from my sister, man. It was like, no, you and my sister, no. It wasn't even like... This is getting worse and worse. (laughs) It was even... Yeah, yeah. You're right. It wasn't fully spelled out. And then they, he didn't even, like, give them time to explain. Doesn't just, sound Cuban at all, by the way. Yeah, I know. He saw his, his I'm saying girlfriend, see? It was totally Oedipal. He saw his sister in the background and was like, oh, no, mine, she's in her underwear. And then. <laughs> no, the, the weirdest thing in this movie, every time he sees his sister, it's like, oh, and, like, the, the weird <laughs> score <laughs> comes up and you're like, Holy crap, he's like really into his sister, apparently. He was like Terminator eyes. Which the thing the thing I hate most about this movie is I mean, I don't mind some of the weird eighties songs like She's on Fire played over and over and She's over again fire. in the club. But the score of this movie, um <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't doesn't really go with the movie. Which I had forgotten this until I, I checked on Wikipedia after watching it. But you remember when I was like, this sounds like the score from Never Ending Story. You did say that. It's the same guy. Oh my god. No wonder. Like this, this, yeah. It's not a Never Ending Story. Say my name. 
say hello to my little friend. Wom, 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 wom. Wom, wom, wom. And then Charlie Brown's teacher made an appearance. It's intense. <laughs> it is. It's true. Um, okay. Music. It dates this movie very badly. You think? Like Goodfellas. Made in 90? That's true. Like, I couldn't even tell where, when it was made. When you said 90, I was like, really? I would have thought it was either made way before or way after. Like, you, you couldn't tell, which is great. Timeless. Right. Scarface, not so much. Yeah, well, then that's, I really think, truly the thought of the music. The thought, the fault of the music. Yes. Another thing. Yes. We almost lost Chrissy. We did? Like 15, 20 minutes in. in but the, I am here. In the infamous chainsaw scene. Oh, yeah. I couldn't look. Could you look? Could I look? Yeah. Well, it's not like they showed too much of it. The actual chainsawing of the guy. Like, um, the blood. You see a lot of blood. And you see this face? <laughs> I just love the guy had a, a chainsaw bag or satchel. <laughs> like, could you see it? Where else do you keep your chainsaw? Like, you just, like, leave it propped up next to the guitar, next to the TV? <coughs> Like, it's number bad enough we don't have a guitar stand. Now no, you don't want to have a chainsaw bag for the chainsaw? Number one, I don't have a chainsaw. Number two, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to the chainsaw bag or satchel store, but the I don't know I don't know. If there's a variety of, of options, but... I might be wrong about this, but I'm guessing it comes with a bag when you buy it. It does? What, do you think they just hand them to you over the counter and they're like, there you go. And you're like, do you need a bag for that? And like, you walk out with just like I know, a chainsaw? I my I bought my chainsaw satchel. <laughs> He had, like, the bag with, like, the little imprint of the chainsaw in. He's like, oh, here you go. But seriously, like, let's imagine it's Walmart for me because Walmart sells this sort of crap. Like, do you go to Walmart? It and comes like, in a box, Chrissy, if you buy it from freaking oh. Walmart. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> they don't put the chainsaw in, like, the paper or plastic for your chainsaw. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Although, if I was buying a chainsaw, I would go through the self, the self aisle. Bloop. Self checkout. But they'd probably have the, have that. You'd be embarrassed because they'd have to have the person come and like actually check you through. Because again, you're buying a chainsaw without the chainsaw satchel. <laughs> like you gotta put it, you gotta put it in the space there so it knows that you're buying it. It's too big. These bags aren't big enough. And then when you get out with it. And you, like, have your chainsaw open in the Walmart plastic bag sticking out of the top. Don't people look at you like, holy shit. And they, they run away. I don't know. I gotta get me a chainsaw, apparently. In that scene, by the way, thank God it took him a second to, like, yank the cord to get it going again so he could, you know, kind of cut up into Tony. Because otherwise, the other kids would not have made it inside to save him. Yeah, where's your backup, man? Yeah, where's your backup chainsaw and satchel? They're outside listening to, she's on fire. Oh, you meant the, those backup guys. I thought you meant, like, where's that the bad guy's extra chainsaw's backup? <laughs> it's in the other chainsaw satchel. That's what I said. I left my backup chainsaw satchel <laughs> bag at home. It's like when you forget your sunglasses, but you bring your sunglasses case. Um, the, the other biggest um, lesson I learned from this film, other than the fact that Leisure seats, suits rule? To get women. <laughs> Leisure suits do rule. Um, first you got to get <laughs> money, then you get power, then you get women, then you get leisure shoes. Um, <laughs> but you also get ginormous bathtubs. Oh my God. Which is a guy who is extremely tall and has been able to take baths comfortably. Like You've taken one bath in the eight years that we've known each other, or almost eight. Like at Vegas, in Vegas, yes, and you, you couldn't even like stretch out your legs; they were bent. But yeah, that was the only time I've ever seen you in a bath. I I would probably become a drug cartel kingpin just for the <laughs> bath privileges alone. Is that what a kingpin is? What I've heard the the term kingpin, but like I don't know what it means. Kingpin is like uh, this is like synonym for like a head honcho or oh, b- boss. Doesn't necessarily mean the boss drug cartel. May. Mine. It's very famous. Anyway. I want to hear more of this, this impression. <laughs> oh, no. You'd have to come up with something for me to say. Um, have you? Did you also notice that everything was made of, like, solid gold? Yeah. I, I was like, dude, 
This must be like the same guy who comes out with like the solid gold seventy CDs. Well, you got a it's like a side business. You got to launder your some your money somehow. Might as well make everything solid. Gold. Even your chainsaw solid, satchel case made some of solid, solid gold. Solid gold CDs. <laughs> and then like there they are, made out of solid gold. I, okay, I thought that Robert Loja brought up a good point, and I even said to you, I was like, that's actually a good point, even though he was a total douchebag and didn't even really totally live by what he said. He was like, the people who make it and, like, live long, happy lives in this business are the ones who, like, A, don't get in their own stock, and B, kind of fly under the radar a little bit. They don't get too greedy. Yes. Clearly, Tony didn't agree with that sentiment, and it ultimately ultimately led to his demise. Your thoughts on this? <coughs> well, that was the foreshadowing, yeah. But it, I mean, oh wait, he, he he didn't listen to the main two rules: don't uh, underestimate another man's greed and don't get high on your own supply, which we learned from Henry Hill. When we went to Bolivia—not we personally, but we in the movie—like, how did he not OD like a dozen times? I was like, this movie? every time I was like, every time I saw him, he had white stuff on his nose or on his hands, and I'm like, holy crap! And there were there were a few lines where I was like, that's the biggest line I've ever seen. I've never even seen a line in person, but on the screen, and. Each time, he didn't die. Each time, he didn't even get sick. The only time he said he didn't feel so well was, like, towards the very end, before the shit really hit the fan. He was like, I don't feel so good, man. And he was, like, clutching his chest a little bit. And I was like, gee, I wonder why that is. Couldn't be because you have a mountain of cocaine on your desk. By the way, who was in charge of cleaning that up? What do you mean? The mountains of cocaine just sitting around everywhere. Like, you just walk around, and you're like, oh, here's another mountain of cocaine. Like, sitting out. What do I do with it? That's why you have underlings and a cokehead wife. <laughs> but do the underlings like clean it up and or like do they nicely try to put it back in the baggie or like what do they do? Because I don't know. <laughs> okay. Put a sheet over it. I don't know. <laughs> a protected cover over the coke it's pile. Like, it's like an old old fashioned version of an iPad cover. Like you just kind of put it over. Put it in like a big... This is my Coke tent. A big... Um, oh my God, Coke tent. Sands of time thing. Just like, it looks like it... No. The Coke sands of time. <laughs> what? Like a Coke tent. Like it looks like a teepee. And you just kind of like put it over. Yes. So when somebody comes over like from the DEA and they're like, wow, you must really like Indian memorabilia. You're like, yes. He's like inside of it. He's like, where am I? You can't find me. I'm in my coke tent, man. <laughs> I gotta protect Say hello my. to my little coke tent. I gotta protect my coke. <laughs> my coca. Oh man. Okay, here we go. Oh, uh, you want me to read? Yep. This is one of his monologues. The oh that one. Got one f bomb in it. Okay, wait. Maybe this is a cold read though. I didn't even get to read it first. Like it's a total cold read. That's that's the acting profession. That's what happens oh. when you go in for a because. You know, it's... I'm coming in to read for Tony Montana. I just acted yesterday. But, okay. You Let me see. every day of your life. I do? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, really? Okay. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Go ahead. Chrissy McQueen as Tony Montana Scarface. Go. What you looking at? You all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? Jamaican. <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me. So you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's a bad guy. So, so, so what that make you? Good? You're not good. You just know how to hide, how to lie. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell the truth. Even when I lie. So say goodnight to the bad guy. Come on. The last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. Let me tell you. Come on. Make way for the bad guy. There's a bad guy coming through. Better get out of his way. <laughs> what happened at the end? It's the worst impression <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I don't remember how it went at the end. I only remember the beginning. All right. Now you have to do one. Because fair is fair. No, uh, mine's terrible. I'll make it shorter. Oh, man. 
See, this is what happens. I could have you just do Fidel Castro. <laughs> it's in Spanish. Don't make me do either. Okay, I got one. Let me see. Okay. I cold read. You have to cold read it too. This? Yes. I never fucked. <laughs> I never <laughs> fucked ever. Anybody in my life, man, didn't have it coming to them. You got that? All I have is just what is my balls and my wood. I suck. <laughs> Don't break them for no one. Do you understand? I just want to say man, man, like several times. Man, do you understand, man? A piece of shit up there, man. I never liked it. I never trust. Like. I never trusted him. Yeah. This is terrible. Terrible. Keep going. You have one more line. You know what you need to do? You need what? to like actually listen to him. Like, if you listen to him... <laughs> oh, no. What? <laughs> and then were we comparing and contrasting his version with ours? What? You, you're like, we need to actually listen to him. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we, are we going to compare our versions of this with his? No? Maybe? No. no. What are we doing? This is radio. You have to explain. <laughs> Justin is playing on YouTube. Where's the speech? You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. Justin, you sound just like that. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You don't have... I can't do it. You need people like me. You need people like me. Like, I don't even think it's consistent throughout the movie. I don't think it's consistent either, actually. Now, hearing that, I was like, that's... you. Half the time you said Jew. But he has a lot of, uh... Pizzazz behind it. What? You need people like me. You need people like me, man. <laughs> man. I dances with wolves, man. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. What was your favorite scene? My favorite scene in this movie is probably that restaurant scene where he's like, it's kind of like his Jerry Maguire. I was Maguire, just thinking of the Jerry restaurant Magu- scene. His Jerry Maguire scene. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> I'm the Who's bad guy. Who's with me? I'm the bad guy. You need people like me. That scene. That and the Her whole... uterus is so polluted. And the, the, <laughs> the whole end with his grenade launcher and mounds of coke and all those... You call them Colombian spider monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. First of all, they were Bolivian. Get it right. Second of all... They were Colombian, no? If they were sent by... Sardo. The guy who said, don't fuck me. Yeah, that guy. If it was sent by him, then they were they were from Bolivia. I love that you just called them spider monkeys. I did because they climbed the walls <laughs> like spider monkeys. How do you protect against that? There were so many of them, too. Like, easily. Because he killed so many in the beginning, and then the more kept coming. I was like, there's like 75 people who must have climbed this wall. And and you, at first, I think you thought I was trying to say something racist because you were like, Chrissy, that's really bad. I'm like, no, no, I really mean it. They look like spider monkeys. And why is the tiger on a leash? <laughs> and I was like, because if he wasn't, <laughs> everyone would be dead. Before you said that you were laughing, you are like, please tell me I don't actually have to answer that question. And I'm like, but... Why don't you let your tigers roam free? <laughs> right? Let the tiger, tiger take some of the coke as well. <laughs> no. Here, Tiger, hide in my coke tent with me. <laughs> oh, no. We're like, there's a chance he wouldn't kill you. I'm like, sure. <laughs> I didn't say it like that. I was like, I don't think that they would hurt you unless they're provoked. <laughs> <laughs> or you, like, ate his Frosted Flakes or something. <laughs> Was he Tony the Tiger? I didn't get his name. Tony the real Tony and then Tony the Tiger sitting together eating some Frosted Flakes. One's covered with Coke and one's covered with sugar. He was full of himself. He probably named the tiger after himself. The tiger's got balls. (laughs) Big best balls, man. (laughs) We're back to mine. Jay-Z loves this movie. (laughs) Okay. What? Why? We've already talked about why no, it's but huge. And you just brought it up like out of the blue again. You're like, Jay-Z loves this movie. Because I thought of uh, Niggas in Paris, the song about boss. Best boss? No. You said the other. That's the name of the song. I won't tell. <laughs> I just had my own Jerry Maguire moment. Sorry. So wait, your favorite scene was the restaurant scene? I also enjoyed the restaurant scene. Yeah? Yeah. I mean... You didn't like... She's so fine. Oh. Every club scene? 
I was kind of sick of ever seeing that girl's in. But, um, I mean, he's got, let's face it, some great little speeches throughout this movie. This is, this is a movie where his stupid little monologues actually work. Oliver Stone wrote this script. Very good script. I still want to see W. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Uh, but, but I could have honestly picked almost any scene like that where he kind of goes balls out and gives a little speech. Great role, man. Right. I mean, truly. Like, that's great. The scene where he's up in Bolivia and, like, you know, talks about loyalty and who the bosses are and stuff like that is a great one. The one where he's about to execute Robert Loja is great. I tell the truth even when I lie. He always says that. Yeah. Me too. You learned a lot of things for this movie, apparently. I did. <laughs> I want to watch it again and again. Why don't I want to watch it again and again? Apparently, they're—I heard they're wanting to do a remake. <gasps> Justin, it's your chance. <laughs> I should play Tony Montana. You already have a scar on your face. You're halfway <laughs> I got, there. I got my coke tent. <laughs> <laughs> Just got, walk in. Come on. Oh, I gotta get my chainsaw satchel. Oh my god. Walk in, please, with a chainsaw satchel over one shoulder and a gold plate with powdered sugar in your other hand. <laughs> And just walk in and be like, hi, what's up, man? <laughs> I'm sure that would go well. It would go unbelievably well. You'd, they'd hire you on the spot. You'd be like, I act every day. I always worried if I was in, in the mob or like a drug cartel, something like that, that I would be the first guy that would get shot because I'm so tall. <laughs> Sorry like... about that. Take it out on the tall guy. Yeah. Poor me. I, I think it's you're too white. I'm too white? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's not just about the height. Like, you could, if you were, like, Latin or Italian and really tall, like, it would work. You'd be imposing. But you're so white. Look at you. I, did I say I would work out real well in a drug cartel or the mafia? No. You need to go get the spray tan again where you get the orange. Oh, my God. Orange knuckles. Hey, man. Yeah. I got a tan. I belong. <laughs> I'm one of you now, man. I'm ready. Because it's not at all racist oh to walk in and be like, hey, spider monkey. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Hmm. <laughs> okay. And on that note, thanks for listening. Wait, wait. You didn't give your final grade for Scarface. Oh, I give it an A. Yay. Double A. My old bra size. Two great movies that you've finally <laughs> seen and now can discuss if they're brought up in conversation. At my gym. At my gym. <laughs> or your workplace. Or in line at the grocery store. Or at the Walmart when you're waiting to buy a chainsaw. Oh my god, I'm going to do that on purpose. I'm totally going to go in and like express interest in buying a chainsaw to the attendant and then talk about Scarface and see if they call the cops. Please don't. I think I might have to. I'm going to wait till I'm really pregnant you're to pregnant. do it too. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I saw I want natural birth. I want no drugs. Doesn't seem right, you know? I want my husband to take this thing out with a chainsaw. We don't have no dumb health insurance. That Obamacare. That Obamacare. Obamacare. <laughs> Saving so many lives. Screw that. We're next, we're just going to move to Arizona when they, they ask us if we're going to be on them birth control pills. And I could be like, no, I'm just taking them for my skin. I'm slutty. <laughs> yes. Now, how about that chainsaw? Yes. All right. Sounds like a plan. High five. High five. Nice job. Thank you. All right. Well, you can follow us on Twitter to complain about our unintentional racism or to laugh with us, should you prefer. Justin Winters or Chris Winters with a K. I love everyone. I do, too. I don't discriminate. Or if I hate everyone, I hate everyone equally. Sure. Yeah. Works. Work for George Carlin. Don't do drugs. Hard drugs. <laughs> Don't do coke. Don't do mounds of coke. By the way, do, do you love how finite that became from <laughs> don't do drugs to don't do hard drugs to, okay, fine, don't do coke, then, okay, maybe that's okay. Don't do big amounts of coke. Like, he really fine-tuned that for you all in case you were thinking that he was anti-drug. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy Reagan. Warren drugs, man. Costs a lot of money. 
dare did not work. Did not work. Did not work. Did not work. I've donated clothes to them. To who? Dare. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you donated to her. Like, you know, when it's Goodwill time and, like, it's just more convenient to put in a little drop-off kiosk inside the parking lot. I always forget about that part of D.A.R.E. I just think about the actual class. I'm like, so there's going to be all these kids taking this D.A.R.E. class with, like, your clothes? Wearing your clothes? I donated my my clothes to the D.A.R.E. program to keep them off the streets, but in dresses. My dresses. My old dresses. Okay. Good to know. Okay, I'm going to go dance with some wolves. Shh. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. Bye.